The key to the New Orleans Saints getting a win tonight on Thursday Night Football against the Arizona Cardinals rests right in front of them because it's something that they've been able to do year in and year out. We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Huda Nation and Huda family? Welcome in to another episode, this time a live pregame episode here on the Locked On Saints podcast and here on the Locked On Saints YouTube page. Appreciate you as always making Locked On Saints, which is your daily one-stop shop for everything you need to know around your New Orleans Saints. We're a part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day day. As always, I appreciate you so much for making us your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget, we're free and available on all podcast apps and on YouTube as well. And I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, your New Orleans Saints expert credential member of the media. And of course, you can find me over at CrescentCitySports.com, USA Today, Saints Wire, Tuesdays in Locked on NFL, and here with you every single Monday through Friday on Locked on Saints. Today's episode of Locked on Saints is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. You pick two to five players. That's all you got to do. And then you just choose whether or not they're going to come in at more or less than their prize picks projection. If you get those right, you can win up to 10 times your money, 10 times your entry. First time uh, users can also receive a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100 using the promo code locked on over at prizepicks.com. Once again, that is promo code locked on over at prizepicks.com. Com. Thanks again for joining us for this live episode of Locked on Saints. Just wanted to bring you a little something special since I didn't travel for the Thursday game and we're here uh, waiting for this game to get started. So today we're going to break down the key to reestablishing the defense. We're going to uh, speak a little bit on Andy Dalton, who was named the starter, what he needs and what he needs to do. But first, the New Orleans Saints can win tonight if what? We're going to finish that sentence. Now, there's many of you that are watching live here. I appreciate you very much for being here. Don't forget to A, drop that your team every day in the chat, but also tell me what you think. The New Orleans Saints will win tonight if, and let me know what you think. I'll try to give some shout outs toward the end of the show. I'm already seeing Huda Frugi out here with the your team every day. Uh, of course, I'm seeing uh, 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 old Mr. Jerry, seeing a whole bunch of folks. I appreciate y'all very much for being here. Uh, Marcus Foyer wants a, is it Fuller? No, uh, see, how, see how Cajun I am? I said Foyer. Uh, Marcus Fuller wants a shout out. There you go. There's a shout out for you from the West Coast. So the New Orleans Saints can win tonight if what, right? If what goes right. And the thing that's so interesting to me is that it's something that the New Orleans Saints defense has done, or the New Orleans Saints have done so well over the course of the past few seasons. And J-Row has already hit it. J-Row already hit it. J underscore row. I see you, homie. Coming through. If the defense shows up. That's really what the New Orleans Saints need in this game. Now, I know that I'm making that sound really simple, so let's break down the individual pieces of it. Let's start with the defensive line. The New Orleans Saints defensive line has struggled and has been a little disappointing in terms of what the offseason expectations were for the unit. And there's three specific ways that they've struggled. The first of which is the lack of interior defensive line pressure. I'm talking pass rush in the passing game here, okay? So one of the big things for me is that you're not getting that push right up the middle. And if you want to impact a quarterback as quickly as possible, throw off their timing, throw off their rhythm, all of that, interior defensive line pressure right up the middle, that's the way to get that done. You're right in the quarterback's face. 
It's usually the quickest sort of point A to point B to the quarterback, all of that. So that's point number one. Number two is translating defensive line wins into sacks. Marcus Davenport last week against the Cincinnati Bengals, a 40% win percentage on the defensive line in terms of winning his matchup with the offensive linemen that were in front of him. No sacks. That can't be the case. You can't win 40% of your snaps, one of the highest in the NFL for the week, and end up with nothing to show for it. Now you had four hurries and you had a hit, but you got to get the sacks as well. And that gets me to the third point, just specifically focusing on the the defensive line. And uh, Christian Hess has it here, no pressure at all. We need to see something from the young guys in the defensive line. Here's a big thing too. You have to finish the play. There were two different occasions in which the New Orleans Saints defense, not just defensive line, but defense, ended up getting so much pressure on Joe Burrow that you were sure it was going to be a sack. And instead, the play, one of the plays turned into a first down, the other one turned into a touchdown. So immediately, not being able to get the sack resulted in points for the other team. That's the world you have to live in. If I don't get this sack, if I don't make this tackle, then I give up points. That's the reality of the situation for the New Orleans Saints and their defense. So that's the defensive line. I'm going to be honest with you. Second level, Pete Werner, Demario Davis, loved them so far this season. Have absolutely loved them. I think they've done a fantastic job. The Saints gave up 15 of 17 uh, passing to Joe Burrow when it came to over the middle in between the hashes and within 10 yards. That's part of the game plan. You give them that all day right in the middle of the defense. That way they can't go anywhere else. You let them have that out on the perimeter, as we saw. Then all of a sudden, missed tackles turn into touchdowns. So let's jump to the secondary because there's two main things. And they both start with T's. It's tackling and it's takeaways. Those are the big things. I'm going to answer Damian's question real quick. Taysom, a good flex option tonight? I do believe so. I think it's going to be a big Taysom Hill game. At least it should be. If it's not, don't hold it against me. Hold it against the New Orleans Saints. Um, When it comes to the secondary, tackling, turnovers. Those are the big things. You've got to be able to turn the ball over. You've got to be able to get get the ball back into your offense's hands and therefore also stop drives and then tackling to limit the explosive plays. The Saints did a good job elim- The Saints did a good job eliminating deep completions. I was going to say explosive plays, deep completions in last weekend's game. They didn't really give up anything. There were two passes that went beyond 10 yards of the line of scrimmage through the air that were completed. Everything else was incomplete. So the Saints did a good job there. The issue was that they gave up an explosive play of 60 yards to Jamar Chase at the most pivotal time in the game. So you can't give up big plays in big moments. Tackling was the culprit for that, much like the 67-yard touchdown that was surrendered to LaVisca Chenault back in the, what was it, week two, against, or week three, excuse me, against the Carolina Panthers. So for me, it's about the defense showing up. You know that they can run the ball. They did it for over 220 yards last week. They did it for over 230 yards the week before that. They actually shouldn't have been able to move the ball through the air as well and as efficiently as they did last week without Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, or Chris Olave. You've got Chris Olave back tonight. That's huge, right? So really on the offensive side, things worked. You just couldn't finish drives. And that does become a big part of it. One of five in the, in the red zone, you get one of those touchdowns. You, get, you, you exchange one of those field goals for a touchdown. It's a tie game at 30 points. You exchange two of those field goals for two touchdowns. It's a win, right? You're four points up at that point. So that becomes a really, really big piece there. So we'll speak more on the defense here in a moment. Alante Taylor is somebody to watch out for tonight, and we'll discuss how to reestablish the dominance that we've seen from this New Orleans Saints defense 
that we've seen in the past. And Taylor might be a key part of that because it comes down to intangibles. We'll break that down a little bit, but first we're going to uh, discuss here Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton has been named the starter fourth game in a row. James Winston will be the QB three. What are the things that Andy Dalton needs and what are the things that Andy Dalton needs to do in order to make sure that the New Orleans Saints do get a win tonight against the Arizona Cardinals? We're going to break all of that down here as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. But first, whether you're looking to pop the question or maybe there's a milestone that you want to celebrate and you just want to let your love sparkle, Blue Nile can help you make your celebrations even more memorable. As an original online jeweler, Blue Nile has uh, offers one of the largest selections of independently uh, graded diamonds and pieces priced significantly below traditional retailers. So if you're looking for something that's specific to your price point, if you're looking for something that's maybe a little bit more high end, but you don't want to break the bank, Blue Nile is exactly the place that you should go. And I'll tell you what, Blue Nile's value carries on after the purchase as well, because they have jewelry experts on hand 24-7 that can help you out on the phone or chat to A, help you find the most memorable gift that fits your budget, but then they'll also take care of you once you make that purchase. 100% uh, satisfaction guarantee. All the Blue Nile's orders are insured. They shipped free in discreet packaging, so it doesn't give anything away to your your lovely other. And then also, uh, you can uh, off. They also offer overnight shipping uh, if you need it in a rush as well. So make your moment sparkle by heading over to Blue Nile. Go to BlueNile.com. Use the promo code Locked On so you can save fifty dollars on your purchase of five hundred dollars or more. Once again, that's B L U E N I L E dot com slash Locked On to save $50 off of your purchase of $500 or more, BlueNile.com, promo code locked on. All right, everybody, continuing on with today's episode of Locked On Saints. Thanks again so much for making Locked On Saints your first listen of the day every day, although we're live and it's in the Thursday afternoon, so I might be your second listen because I was your first listen earlier with our crossover episode. So I appreciate you so much for being here. Scott, I'm going to come back to your question here in just a sec. But first, I want to tell you about uh, the NFL key predictions. It's going to drop tomorrow over on Locked On NFL. You can find it wherever you get your podcast in the Locked On NFL YouTube page. Five biggest games of the week, including Sunday Night Football, Monday Night Football, local experts breaking it all down and giving you all the betting insight that you need from the industry leaders over at BetOnline as well. Once again, that is NFL key predictions. You can find it on the Locked On NFL YouTube page or Locked On NFL's podcast platform. Okay. Andy Dalton has been named the starter tonight. He'll be the starter for the fir- for the fourth game in a row. Jameis Winston will be active. He's going to be the team's QB3, which means that Taysom Hill is the immediate backup. But the big deal here is what does Andy Dalton need to do and what does Andy Dalton need around him in order for the New Orleans Saints to get a win? Uh, real quick, I do want to know, it, I do want to jump to this question that Scott uh, Hebron is asking because I do think that it's important and I think it kind of rolls in this conversation as well. Do we think that the New Orleans Saints should start looking for a new offensive coordinator if the offensive issues continue in the red zone? So remember, offensive issues in the red zone were only a thing last week. They were 80% converting red zone possessions into touchdowns last week. They're still at about 65% right now. They were just terrible in the red zone last weekend against the Cincinnati Bengals. This is a part of what needs to change around Andy Dalton. The play calling has to be able to highlight the players and the playmakers around the quarterback. That includes Alvin Kamara. That includes Taysom Hill. Expect Taysom Hill and Alvin Kamara to be a big focus in this game. But unlike last week, you can't go away from them in the second half. You have to continue to lean on the run game just like the Saints did back against the Seattle Seahawks a few weeks ago. So 
I don't think that you change offensive coordinators midseason. At that point, if you're changing offensive coordinators midseason, you're basically you're you're punting the rest of the season. Like teams don't change offensive coordinators and win. They don't change coaches and win. It's very rare. It happens, but it's very rare. So I don't think that you do that right away. But I do think that it is a key thing that needs to be improved around Andy Dalton. And Andy Dalton on that same coin has to take advantage of those playmakers when they're available. Andy Dalton has thrown a lot of passes behind receivers. The interception that he threw up against the Seattle Seahawks was a bad throw. People tried to blame it on Traquan Smith for not fighting through Tariq Woolen to go and get it. How about you place it where where Traquan Smith was going instead of where he was? So there are some other pieces here in terms of how Andy Dalton has to be able to execute the game plan that's put in front of him. So the game plan needs to be improved, yes, but the game plan needs to be executed. And I would say that about, oh, of course, of course, Scott, anytime. Um, I would say that about Andy Dalton. I would say that about Jameis Winston. I would say that about Taysom Hill if you were under quarterback and they were all having the same issues, right? So I think that becomes a big piece. So Andy Dalton needs to be able to take advantage of the playmakers that are on the field. And then the play calling has to be able to benefit that. Good point here by Carla who asked whether or not Andrus Pete's absence hurts the run game. Here's the next piece of what Andy Dalton needs to have around him. It is that run game. Andrus Pete not being a part of it does hurt the team. Yes, in terms of what it is they do. Andrus Pete may not be the best pass blocker out there. He may be the guy that, you know, catches all the jokes from Saints Twitter and and New Orleans Saints fans, but he's fantastic in the run game. He's really really good in the run game. And a lot of what works with Taysom Hill is that you're running to one side of the field, but you're pulling the guard from the opposite side of the field to become the lead blocker for Taysom Hill. So Andrus Pete and his mobility are important. So when you go to a guy like Calvin Throckmorton, who they'll likely go to at left guard if he's healthy enough to play, if not, then it's Lewis Kidd, who I think would only be the second uh, Montana State Valley University. I just butchered his college, but it would only be like the second or third player from his college to ever start in the NFL. So pretty cool stuff there. Um, But you need those athletic guards that can pull and have the speed to get out in front and lay down some blocks on, you know, some of the unblocked guys that might come off the backside as a part of the play design. You generally leave a defensive end or, or a linebacker that's rushing off the edge. You might leave them unblocked and come and pick them up with that pulling guard. So yeah, not having Andrews Pete does have an impact if Calvin Throckmorton and or Lewis Kidd are a step behind the rhythm of the play. But if they keep the rhythm, then things will be okay, right? The issue then just becomes running up the middle and things like that. Remember, uh, Alvin Kamara had the majority of his rushing yards two weeks ago between Eric McCoy and Andrus Pete running right behind the guard. So that becomes a big piece as well. So great question. And that's a big part of what it is that Andy Dalton will need to have as well. Here's another piece, right? Andy Dalton will need to make the right decisions, which he's shown that he can do. And the Saints will have to scheme up ways to beat a very, very zone-heavy approach by the Arizona Cardinals defense. The Arizona Cardinals run cover three, which means a single safety in the middle of the field and then two drop back defenders who take the other. So you basically split the deep part of the field into threes. So there are concepts that the Saints are very astute at running that beat cover three. So those things have to be game planned and schemed in and ready to go. And Andy Dalton just has to make the right decision and the right read. There are two main cover three beaters that the Saints could deploy in this game. And both of them, the Saints know very well, and you all know very well. All go special. Sounds familiar? That's a four verticals concept. That's taking four players that run down the field. In some cases, you have two on either side. In other cases, you have one on one side, 
and then three on the other side, which is called the three by one formation. And the one on the inside of that three person set crosses the field and hits the landmark on the inside, on the outside hash. So that becomes a big piece. You run that, you watch which way does the safety go to the right? Because if so, you throw it to the left. If the safety goes to the left, then you throw it to the hash on the right. If something gets busted on the outside, then you take advantage of what's on the outside. So that's an easy, easy, quote unquote, right? Nothing in football is easy, but that's an easy to identify cover three beater that the Saints have run over and over and over again and threw a touchdown with just a couple of weeks ago with Taysom Hill, right? The other one is a levels concept or a flood concept where you flood one side of the field with a route being run at all three levels, one you know, 20 yards downfield, another between 10 and 15, and another you know, below the line of scrimmage or at the line of scrimmage or just beyond the line of scrimmage. So what you might see in that case is an over route by a receiver from left to right, a an out route by a tight end on the right side of the field going toward the sideline, and then let's say Alvin Kamara running out into the right flat. And then over on the opposite side, you have a comeback or a hitch on the far outside opposite all of that to keep things going. So in that case, you should see uh, the New Orleans Saints taking advantage of that. So if there is a corner that plays too far down and doesn't get the depth to take the the crossing route, then you go deep. If that corner gets a lot of depth, but then the linebacker down below takes the flat, then you go to the intermediate. If that linebacker takes the intermediate out route, then you throw it to the flat. Simple. I hate when I say simple about football. Sorry, that drives me nuts when I do that. Nothing is simple in football, like I mentioned, but that's another way to take advantage of what cover three asks of defenders. So there's a bunch of stuff to watch there. Okay. I'm seeing a little bit of news coming in. So the Saints just announced their seven inactives for this game. So the seven inactives include a big piece, and that is going to be cornerback Paulson Adiba. We knew that this would be possible, and we knew that this was something that could happen. We already knew that Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, Marshawn Lattimore, Andrews Pete, and, uh, and Adam Troutman were ruled out. So they were already ruled out going into it. So Paulson Adebo is not going to play in this game. Peyton Turner will also not play in this game as well, both of which were questionable coming into the week. So what does that mean for the New Orleans Saints? It means a lot of Alante Taylor, means a lot of Bradley Roby, means a lot of Chris Harris Jr. in the slot. So what do the New Orleans Saints need to do to reestablish themselves in this game? Some of it has to do with one of those players, but the rest of it has to do with the guys that are in front of them. We'll break it down as we continue on with today's episode of Locked On Saints. Before we get to that, though, I want to tell you about Simply Safe. I use Simply Safe. I got a box of uh, like one of their big sort of um, uh, uh, interactive monitoring uh, systems where they sent a box full of stuff that had like glass brick detection and, and uh, keypads and outdoor cameras and your, your home station and all these other things. Really cool, super easy to set up. And now all of a sudden, I know when things are going on in or outside the home, all that other stuff. So it's really, really nice when I'm away and traveling for games, when I'm back and I don't know what's going on outside, all of those other things. So really, really cool stuff. I absolutely love Simply Safe and they make everything super simple. They also have 24 7 uh, professional monitoring, Simply Safe agents that will call you that the a moment that a threat is detected. And they can also dispatch police and first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home or can't be reached. That's a really big key for me, in particular with all of the traveling and everything like that. Also, when you live in a place that's got a lot of weather, like here, uh, fires, floods, any other threats to your home are also taken care of within these packages. So they have hazard sensors that help out with all of that. So you've got expert monitoring from proprietary uh, advanced response technology, which visually confirms if a break-in is real to make sure you get the highest priority in dispatch 
as well. Really, really cool stuff with Simply Safe. So if you're interested and you want to check it out, you can customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes over at Simply Safe S I M P L I, not Y, safe.com slash locked on NFL. You'll save 25% off of your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. All you got to do is visit simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Let's get it. Who that nation wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saints. We're going to be drawing this one to a close just about an hour before the game gets underway. Once again, so grateful to all of those of you who are here live. And of course, if you're listening or watching later, you know I love you too. Uh, for the New Orleans Saints to reestablish themselves and their defense, they need to do what? There's two big things. The first of which is that we just learned that Paulson Adebo is going to be out for this week. So the big thing to keep in mind here is that that means that Alante Taylor, the rookie that was drafted in the second round out of Tennessee, is very likely going to be the starter. We kind of knew this, I'm going to be honest with you, because we watched Alante Taylor take first uh, first reps, first team reps um, in practice on on Wednesday. So not a, not a big surprise here. We knew that it could be possible. Uh, the big thing here, though, is that what are the New Orleans Saints really missing on defense in terms of intangibles? It's kind of an energy thing, right? No Quan Alexander, no more CJ Gardner Johnson. The energy and the sort of, there's a couple of ways that you can get energy, right? There's a sense of urgency way, which is what the Saints need to tap into right away. Like they need to tap into that like two weeks ago. But then there's also kind of like the swagger energy, right? Alante Taylor is a guy that brings some juice. So it's going to be really interesting to see if he can be that guy. Now, that's a lot of expectation to put on a rookie. So I'm not putting expectation on him. I'm just curious. Can he be the guy that brings that juice, that brings that energy? And then maybe you start to see, or maybe he does just enough to where somebody else starts to bring the energy, right? He starts to do you know certain things that get the rest of the defense hype. And then all of a sudden, Tyron Matthews popping off and Demario Davis is popping off. And don't think, like I know, listen, Demario, godly man. But don't think he don't talk trash, okay? <laughs> Demario Davis, he talks trash with the best of them. I watch it all the time, and I watch it specifically in uh, training camp. We saw him and Mark Ingram going back and forth all the time. So if you can get that sort of energy back, I think that becomes a big boost for the Saints defense. The other piece is dominating the line of scrimmage. And we haven't seen it from the New Orleans Saints so far this season. We've seen it in a couple of plays. We've seen it a couple of times. But they have to be the bullies that they've always been over on the defensive line. And that's a lot to ask for considering what we've seen so far. But there is a specific and unique thing to keep in mind for this game against the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray's little, like little, little. And I'm not saying that to make fun of him. I'm not saying that to be, but that changes the way that you approach your game plan in pursuing a quarterback. It gives you sort of another option, right? When it comes to the mobile quarterback, usually what you're focused on is containing all these, I do got my Saints wish list going, Sean, absolutely. So like, there's one thing that's going on here to where like, you're trying to contain the mobile quarterback so that he can't get to the outside and pick up yardage in the run game and all that. The issue sometimes is that you're so focused on closing off the edges that you leave the middle of the field wide open and then Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow's for seven points, right? So there's some things like that you have to be careful of. The other thing is just pinning your ears back and going after the the quarterback. That of course is is, is a huge uh, piece of it, right? And and you can do that sometimes in the fourth quarter when you're leading by two touchdowns, stuff like that. That hasn't really been the situation that Saints have been in so far this season. But with Kyler Murray, there is something else. And Ryan Nielsen spoke about it on uh, Tuesday, Tuesday, um, 
there is the strategy of, and this is something the New Orleans Saints have done well in the past, particularly off the edge with Cam Jordan and Marcus Davenport. It's the bull rush. It's pushing, what's going on, Sean? It's pushing the um, offensive line into the lap of the quarterback. But you don't necessarily have to take the quarterback down in this case with that offensive lineman, which we've seen guys like Cam Jordan do, right? Like push an offensive lineman into Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins falls over. We laugh. Ha ha ha. What a great thing by by Cam Jordan. But there's also like another piece to that, right? If you can push that defensive line back. And so what I'm talking about now is resetting the line of scrimmage. If you can push that defensive line back, reset the line of scrimmage enough that Kyler Murray has to change his throw trajectory because of how short he is, then all of a sudden he runs the risks of sailing passes. So expect the New Orleans Saints to sit back just like they did last week with a lot of cover two, a lot of cover four, a lot of split safety looks so that if those passes go assailing, the Saints can finally start to rack up some interceptions. So that's going to be a big piece to this too, is how the defensive line dominates the offensive line. And on top of that, can they, right? This is going to be a big, that's that's a huge piece. Sorry, I keep saying that, but it really is. Um so I'm really looking at, at that. And I love, I love Jason's point here that you simply need discipline. And a, a part of maintaining, getting and maintaining discipline is execution and attention to detail. These are the types of things that you have to pay attention to. These are the things that are the attention to detail. Can you change Kyler Murray's throwing trajectory so that he sails a pass or so that a pass gets a little bit more air underneath it so that one of these speedy guys in the secondary can get to it, that can knock it away or potentially intercept it, right? There's all of these other pieces. So that's really what I'm looking at in terms of maintaining the um, defensive sort of dominance here. And Damian asks a great question, and we'll wrap up here. Uh, Who is the most important player on offense, most important player on defense tonight? I think your most important player on offense I'm going to leave the quarterbacks out of the conversation, okay? Just to just to be fair to the other to, to everybody, because it's always going to be the quarterback, right? So I'm going to leave the quarterback out of the conversation. On the offensive side, I think that the most important player here is Alvin Kamara. You need to make those linebackers, and this isn't Alvin Kamara's responsibility; it's Pete Carmichael's responsibility, right? But you need to utilize Alvin Kamara in such a way that you're forcing the linebackers to play sideline to sideline. Therefore, they can't load the box. And when when they can't load the box, then you're able to run up the middle. And when you can't run up the middle, then you use Taysom Hill, you run to the outside. But it all starts with Alvin Kamara. So Alvin Kamara, I think, is the most important player over on the offensive side. What's going on, Wayne? And then the defensive side for me, I think I'll probably put that on, you know what? I'm going to say David on Yamada. And I am reaching a little bit, okay? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to give you something interesting as well, I'll admit. But if he can be that guy that gives you the interior defensive line pressure that we were just discussing earlier, if he can be that guy that pushes the offensive lineman back like Ryan Nielsen is talking about, you push that offensive lineman back from the middle, from the interior, that's immediately in Kyler Murray's face. So I'm going to say David Onyemata. David Onyemata is the most important player on defense tonight. Doesn't mean he's going to be the best player on defense. Doesn't mean that it all starts and ends with him, but I do think that he is important because if you get that interior defensive line push, then this game goes a lot differently than what we've seen in previous weeks. All right. A couple of other people to keep an eye out on. Remember, DeAndre Hopkins is returning. He will not be on a pitch count. He is going to be all out throughout this game. However, Robbie Anderson expected to be very limited, quote unquote, according to coach Cliff Kingsbury. We'll see how true that is though. So something to keep in mind there. There's also a couple of other folks to watch out for on the offensive side, running back James Conner. If you let Kyler Murray pick up some yards in the run game, not as bad if there's, if there, as long as there's no other element of the offense that's working, right? 
Think back to Marcus Mariota. Part of what made that so painful, him gaining 72 yards on the ground, was that you got over 100 from Cordero Patterson. So you can't let a guy like James Conner be that guy. You think back to Jalen Hurts. Not only was it painful that he was picking up all those yards, but he was dicing up the defense in the passing game. And you also had um, uh, you know, the running backs picking up a ton of yardage as well. So something to keep in mind there. Um, another big name to watch for the New Orleans Saints, the returner, Chris Olave. Arizona plays zone coverage most of the time. They don't play a lot of they don't play a lot of man coverage. I think it's like 80% zone coverage. Chris Olave has been phenomenal, 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 phenomenal in finding spaces in the zone. So watch for Chris Olave in this game. And let's see if Rashid Shahid can break off one of those big kick or punt returns. If you want to learn a little bit more about his history, check out the piece that I just wrote over at saintswire.usatoday.com. I'll put it in the description of the episode here. But you can also look for him to maybe get involved over on the offensive side. And all he said was, hey, if my number is called, I'm going to try to make a play. So we'd love to see the young guy get a couple more opportunities. Ramsey, I love you. And I thank you very much. Everyone, I love you. And I thank you very much for joining us for this live pregame episode of Locked on Saints. Can't do these before every game because usually I'm at the at the arena, but there's one other game I'm not traveling to uh, this year. So hopefully we'll do this again. Remember, if you're if you follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, I'm also going to do a halftime spaces where you can come in and chat with me and stuff like that. So make sure that you uh, come and check that out. I appreciate y'all as always making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. Make sure you come back later on tonight. We'll have our postcast episode as well as our full Friday episode to get you all caught up with everything that did or didn't happen in tonight's game. Fingers crossed for a New Orleans Saints win here. It's a lot more fun to talk about a winning team. I promise you that. If you need a second listen before the end of your day, make sure you get caught up with everything going around the world of sports in less than 22 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. You can find it on your favorite podcast provider and on YouTube as well. Locked On Sports Today is what you'll want to search. And of course, make sure you're checking out Locked On Pelicans and Jake Madison as well because Zion and B.I. and all these guys, they all look so good. C.J. McCollum, J.V. looks fantastic. I'm flexing for everybody because I'm so excited about the Pelicans. Let's go get a W. I appreciate y'all so much for making uh, Locked On Saints a part of your day, a part of your routine for saying yes to me and the show. As always, if you see me, say hi. If you need anything else around your New Orleans Saints in between these episodes, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're mom and them. And trust you that nation. I'll holla at you.